It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Get back to the commanders and never read the comments coming up at 530, uh, which should be an adventure, Anthony, because uh, guess what I didn't do? (laughs) Read the comments? You didn't pull the comment. Yeah, I've read so many comments, but I did not isolate any, uh, any comments. So well, I read the comments pretty often on your uh, on your work, and people are people are actually very nice to you in the comments. So I generally they speaking, don't get crazy. They get crazy sometimes. I, I would say I will say I I will do this a little bit and never read the comments. Um, and I want to make like a separate video on it. Mm-hmm. But did you catch the interview with Da where Da poo everything on, up? Yeah. Did you see what everyone was commenting on in that video? No, I didn't read the comments on that one. Oh, so there was a woman who was walking around behind us, and it looked like I was looking at her. Like, I kept, like, checking her out. <laughs> it's not oh, what man. happened. It absolutely looks like it. I'm not even <laughs> going to try to pretend like it didn't. Okay. But I will, in never read the comments <laughs> in 10 minutes, I will reveal what I was actually looking at, well, which is wait. far more sorry and sad. Actually, it's <laughs> not. Like, we shouldn't be ogling okay. women. That's that's not a thing. Women are not there as, for, as, as things for us to look at. They're people. Um, but it is far less exciting, certainly, and far less, uh, far more pragmatic than the mischief that it appeared I was up to. Um, so we will... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny, too, because you know who was sitting at the table with me, like, acro- on the other side of the camera? Who? was Rachel. Like, my wife was there. <laughs> Yeah, that's, so I, yeah. Uh, it's, it's y'all were getting funny. it in out there, man. Getting the workouts and you—you you were one of my favorite people to follow during Super Week, man. You did a hell of a job with the hey, interviews. What, what was your favorite interview? Content, by the way? Like, um, if people—if people want to check stuff out and they don't want to hear me talk about my own well, content, what was your favorite? I like, like when you—I like when you get feisty and push back a little bit. So Lombardi, I, you with Lombardi was like—I would watch that five days a week. Like it was good. I, I understood where he was coming from. He has a negative. That's just his shtick and his bit. It feels like at this point. He's credible, though. He knows his ball. But, like, I thought you made good points, and I liked the way you challenged him. I thought it was good. Yeah, there's part of me. Like, it's, it's, I like Justin hard. Pugh, too. That was Pugh good. is great. Yeah, I, I definitely Pugh. want to have, have him back on uh, the show. Actually, I'd really love to get him with Logan because especially now he's – Just uh, two brainiacs in a room. Well, it's I mean, it's also he's played for Cliff, but he also played for Bobby Johnson last year. So, like, That's I want to I want to know how those two mesh. So, I got to huh. – like and that. I were talking about that the other day. Like, which avenue do we go to? Uh, do we go down their Syracuse Avenue? Do <laughs> we go down? Uh, There's do plenty we, of them. Yeah, to, that's to, the get point. To, to get to Justin Pugh, but that's definitely uh, definitely someone that we want to get back on the show. All right, so here's uh, what we want to do right now. Though I want to talk a little Wizards. Um, so mm-hmm. the Wizards ultimately don't stand completely pat at the deadline, but yeah. they make one move that was kind of unexpected. Daniel Gafford, of all people winds up getting traded. Gafford uh, gets moved for a first-rounder in Rashawn Holmes. Pretty good return. Mm -hmm. Uh, He then promptly scores 16 and grabs 17 boards against the Wizards the other night uh, in Dallas' win. Uh, As as Kyle Kuzma said afterwards, that dude's got the easiest job in the world right now. Just wait for Luka to get doubled, run towards the rim, and know that he'll find you, and then grab every rebound available. Um, But uh, I, I think a lot of Wizards fans were upset because Tyus Jones, DeLon Wright, yeah. Kyle Kuzma, amongst others, uh, don't get traded. And we learned from Josh Robbins in The Athletic that, in fact, there was a deal on the table for Kuzma that the Wizards go to Kuzma and are like, hey, like we'll do this, but we're not like it's kind of your choice on this. Yeah. It's not like a blow us out of the water deal. And Kuz was like, no, I'd rather stay. 
Um, so are, are you in that group of like, what are they doing? Or do you like the, the attempts at chess that this office or this front office is playing? I like the way you put it, right? It feels like there's a little bit of chess going on. The Kuzma thing, just to add a little bit more to, to Josh's reporting, and I also obviously talked to Josh about this as well. As late as like Wednesday night, like into the wee hours of Wednesday night, they had a deal on the table with Dallas to, to send Kuzma there. And I believe that's probably when that conversation ended up happening and they decided to pivot the next morning. The big question mark, though, is like you just mentioned, you still got Tyus Jones on the roster, who's going to be a free agent this summer. You still got DeLone Wright on, on the roster, who's going to be a free agent this summer. It makes me kind of scratch my head a little bit as to like why they didn't move off of those dudes. In Tyus's case, and I'm sure you've, you've hit on this already, Craig, I think he's highly regarded throughout the league that there's a big sign-and-trade potential there to where maybe you get better picks than you're getting right now at the deadline. But I don't know, man. We were talking about it during the break. I just feel like Tyus being on the roster, not so much DeLone, Shamit as well. Like, they're taking shots away from dudes. And, like, that's more of my thing, especially with the emergence of Corey Kispert and Danny Avdia here over this last, like, month and a half, two-month stretch. Like, those guys need the ball in their hands more. And I understand the conversation of Tyus being a tremendous setup man and, like, having gravity to get these guys shots. But at some point... I think we need to like maybe revisit the discussion as to what the ceiling is for Danny Avdia and Corey Kispert because I think we look at them as like fringe starter rotational players. Corey Kispert may be a starter in this league on a championship team. Danny Avdia may be a starter in this league on a championship team. I think you're getting a lot of good stuff out of them now, but imagine if they had a little bit more freedom on the offensive side of the ball to really show who they could you know, eventually develop into. So you just hit on a couple of things there that I think are interesting. Um, first is that, let me just work in reverse order. Mm -hmm. Denny and Corey are fourth or fifth starters at max on a championship team. And when you're the fourth or fifth starter, that doesn't mean that you need more opportunity. You need to learn how to become a star in that role, right? Like, so opening it up and saying like, hey guys, be Even the second Denny? best player. You feel that way? I don't feel like, like if Denny Avi is taking 18 shots a night for you, you're not going to win a championship. And so Denny needs to understand on a championship team, I think now that doesn't mean that uh, during the regular season, he can't have nights like that. Uh, but mm -hmm. like playoffs, like what is, what is his optimal role? I think he devotes most of his energy to the defensive end. He gets out and runs and gets you easy buckets in transition. He can handle the ball a little bit, but like in the half court, I'm not putting the ball in his hands. I'm just, I, I would love to see him continue to develop that part of his game. I think he should work on that. But the yes. idea that like, this dude needs more shots. He needs to be a featured part of the offense so that we can figure out what he is. And it's like, you 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 think he could be the a second best player on a championship team? Because if not, why are you giving him a bunch of half court possessions? Right? right. So that's that's part of it. And I think Corey is a guy like I think Corey's ultimate side style is someone like a JJ Redick, who you actually do run a lot of offense for, but you run it in part because of his gravity and his mm -hmm. constant motion that creates things He's and opportunities for others. He's very very yeah. smart. He can attack off the dribble. Like, his numbers are tremendous from an efficiency standpoint Silly. this year. Yeah. Um, to the point that I wonder if he could be a huge – like, if I was the Lakers, like, I would I would probably give up a first-round pick for Corey Kisler. Yeah, you got um, to. He's, so, yeah. that that's the kind of thing that I think we need to think about. But I, I, here's the analogy that I'll use mm -hmm. when it comes to Bilal, when it comes to these other guys. When you have a – you're baking a cake. How much, how much baking do you do, Leno? Not much, Craig. Okay. I like cookies. But here's, okay, so you, <laughs> let, we can bake cookies instead. 
And if the recipe says bake at 400 for 20 minutes, we know that if we try to bake at 800 for 10 minutes, it's not going to work. (laughs) Right. And that is what a lot of fans, I feel like, want to do when it comes to player development is you got to get him shots. You got to get him more, more, more opportunities, more looks, more with the ball in his hands, more this, more that, more minutes. And it's like, you're just trying to burn the kid out. Yeah. Because you can't take a recipe that says bake at 400 for 20 minutes, find an an oven that goes to 800. Those don't really (laughs) exist outside of like, I don't know, like open fire, Uh, but 800 degrees and cook it for 10 and expect to get a a perfectly done cookie. These things take time. Player development takes time and it takes ramping up the, like the opportunities and, and the experiences at a certain pace and level to maximize the player. I know there's a lot of numbers talking about usage rates at young age for some of the best players in the league, especially when they were teenagers. But like a lot of these guys, they had the usage rate because they were that great. You don't develop into that. Right. And I think that's where people get twisted with some of the numbers is they have their cause and their effect backwards. I I agree with what you're saying. I think an increased usage, though, for Denny specifically – I'm curious to see what the what the outcome is because the sure. jump he's made from last year to this year to me is so sizable that you have to wonder, hmm, is he just now starting to get it and we're going to see another leap like that this offseason? Because another thing about it that we kind of like omit is his jump has also come with Bradley Beal not being here. More shots. And the contract that he signed this offseason, when, when you talk to him, he constantly is talking about the confidence that came with that contract. And you can see it when he plays – I'm to the point where with him, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying he's a point guard. And the Luka Doncic comparisons were crazy coming out of his draft. But, like, right, I can see him being a guy that starts for you and then is maybe your lead play initiator with the second unit. So I, I do agree ultimately what you're saying. They're probably like fourth and fifth starters on championship teams. But Denny is like, hmm, he's still young enough. The shot has taken a tremendous step forward. like Huge step forward. I mean, he's, he's shooting – 39% from three. It's year. nuts, Craig. Like, in the attempts, obviously, you want to see those go up so we know if this is real or, or if he's just doing it in the limited sample size. But that's kind of my argument for getting them more opportunities. I don't think it would hurt them. So, I mean, Denny's now 23 years old, and mm-hmm. we talk about this massive leap. And he has. He's he's four points per game. Uh, his rebounding numbers are actually exactly the same. Like, even offensive-defensive rebound splits right. are exactly the same from last year per game. Um, and then his assist number has jumped one per game this year um, the transition points is the big thing and it's kind of like a sure and, it, and and as as a result by the way his field goal percentage has gone from 43 percent to 52 percent on the huge, field and, right, and right. another huge part of that is he's he's taking a little bit less from three but he's getting mm-hmm. much higher quality and making them at a much higher percentage um as he is he is 39.2 percent from three when this you year. read that it makes me smile bro yeah for sure and I, I like to be clear i think denny obvious is a really good player i'm yeah. really happy for denny he seems like a great kid i've really enjoyed talking to him at all times and he's doing this by the way in a season where i can't imagine what he's <laughs> going through mentally considering what's happening in israel that's why you're um, a man and, for and his, that up, his, yeah. his homeland um he's got friends and family that he's worried about all the time Constantly. um but with all of that said like we're talking about a guy that's averaging 13 and 6 13 6 and 4 like, we're not talking about a guy who's all of a sudden averaging 18 a game. And I but, feel like sometimes that's the way the discussion goes. And it's like, no, yeah. he's averaging 13, which is fine. But, like, if he gets to 15 a game, I'm psyched. That's who I want him to be is a 15-point, right. 7-rebound, 4-assist, shoot it really well from 3, be reliable, 
But like that's your that's your third at best, but probably fourth or fifth starter. Or yeah. I think <clears throat> optimally, like true true optimization for Denny Avi on a championship team. He's the sixth and seventh, or sixth or seventh guy. Maybe closes games. Maybe for finishes because of the defensive ability, right? For sure, I think that's very possible. But I, yeah, I do think that sure. he's he's four to seven, not one to three. No, and I, and I wasn't saying that. I just but there's you yeah. might not have been, but you Other know, you know, Wiz Twitter. Wiz Twitter is a lot of Craig. a lot of people that I don't are know how we're doing on time. I can't believe we've gone this deep into basketball season, and you're a basketball junkie like myself. What do you think about Jordan? Who I'll on the record say, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, I've gotten to gain a little bit of a rapport with him trying to understand him as a person and relative to a basketball player because I think the mental psyche of everything that's happening with him well, is. Well, before a you big get too deep, do you have time to do one more segment? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right, let's do one more segment on that next. Uh, that also gives me a chance during this commercial break to pur- furiously pull comments for Never Read the Comments. We'll talk about pool because I talked about this with Robbins for a while yesterday, and I'm curious to, to dive into it with you. We'll talk about pool uh, next on the Wizards front, and then uh, Never Read the Comments at 545 here on the Team 980.